Invest in yourself today with our Insider Pro product, which gives you the career path to reach the next step in your cybersecurity journey. Join today on Cyberate.it using the discount code PODCAST. In this special episode of the Cyberate Podcast, we bring you the COVID Chronicles. Hosting the series is Brian Dykstra, the CEO of Atlantic Data Forensics, who will be joined by guests from across the industry about how the COVID-19 pandemic is affecting them. In this episode, we will hear from Rebecca Blair, the Director of SOC Operations at IronNet Cybersecurity, Javier Salinas, the VP of Threat Operations at Blackpoint, and Ernie Pritchard, the Director of Information Security at HealthSouth. All right. Welcome to the uh, third episode of the COVID Chronicles, the Atlantic DF COVID Chronicles, sponsored on Cyberary, which is awesome. Um, I always forget to do this until the end, but today is May 27th, 2020, just so we know where we are in the uh, whole pandemic scheme when we're watching these 200 years from now. Um, and I have with me for the all sock episode, three Excellent SOC managers, directors, whatever you want to call yourselves, um, from, from three different uh, folks that we work with, and all of them excellent in their field, but they don't know each other, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I'm going to let them all introduce themselves. I'm going to start with Javier. Hey, how you doing? I'm Javier Salinas. I run um, the third operations at Blackpoint Cyber, uh, so that includes uh, our SOC, um, some uh, like product management for our software product that actually catches hackers and uh, the sock also all falls under uh, under me um, at black point cyber and we do a mdr service rebecca what about you hey i'm rebecca blair uh so i'm the director of sock operations at ironet uh basically my team handles all of our security monitoring we help out with some integrations uh some compliance Basically, uh, anything that my VP and CISO and CIO say that we have to do, we, we, we handle. <laughs> awesome. That was, a, that was a nice cover for the boss there. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was solid. Uh, and Ernie, what about you? Um, so my name is Ernie Pritchard. I uh, oversee the, uh, the SOC and the operations side of uh, our security stuff at Encompass Health. Um, so that includes the guys that manage the firewalls and and the guys on the SOC team and everything like that. All right. So what we got here is we got ourselves an MSSP, a Rebecca, what would you call IronM? You guys are kind of a multinational security organization right. thing, right? We're a product right? focused company, but we also have our internal security and then we also kind of have our services with our hunt. Right. So we're just a, a hodgepodge group. Right. And then then Ernie, I mean you guys are at what, nearly seven hundred hospitals now? Uh, no, we're not sitting on our hospitals. Um, so we have, uh, we do some in-hand Yeah, no. Um, so we, we, uh, we do inpatient rehab and home health. Uh, so we have 130 odd hospitals or facilities and many more uh, branch offices and stuff like that for, for our home health operations. Right. Um, and then, and then Javier, you guys have got a, a pile of clients as your MSSP service, right? Oh, yeah. Lots and yeah. lots of endpoints. Yeah. Lots of lot, yeah, right. a whole lot cool. of endpoints. More than I, more, more than I've ever managed, thought I'd ever manage in my life. Yeah, more, more, more than Microsoft has. That's for sure. Probably a lot. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So um, here we go. We're going to go for again from uh, right to left. Uh, well, right to left for me. Who knows what you guys are scattered as? 
but uh, we start with Javier on this. Um, so first question, real simple softball one here. Um, how's the whole COVID-19 pandemic affected your your industry being, you know, kind of the MSSP thing and then the, your, your company specifically? You know, the, the biggest thing I've noticed is when we're interacting with our partners there, you know, because we're, we're providing service to many, many MSPs, they actually have a slower uh, response time themselves because a lot of the times they don't have people on site to, you know, pull that cable or turn off that firewall to make sure they can turn it back on. Um, so we've seen a lot, you know, uh, slower responses. Some of them have even changed their playbooks up to allow us to have more control uh, over. Some of them don't say that, you know, you, you guys cannot mess with our servers. But now they're like, please mess with our servers. We have no one on site that can actually go there and uh, mess with our servers uh, in a timely manner. So that's probably the biggest change I've seen. And it's, it's, it's happened a couple times to where they're like, uh, we don't have anyone on site. We don't know when we can, um, you know, what, what can you do to help us out here? Uh, further along an investigation or an actual like uh, uh response that we have to take so, um, so actual, yeah, that's, actual that's procedural run book sort of change yeah yeah huh. okay and then like and like just like you said everyone's response plans now have to change to take into effect uh remote working you know before it's like oh just go to the desk grab the laptop well you can't really go to the desk and grab the laptop uh when everyone's remote you know you have to provide shipping boxes what do you do with this you know when you get it now who takes it into the office is people gonna have to have you know forensics on their house now or you know a way to to, to gather up a, um information on an affected computer so we've seen a lot of people having to change their response plans right our response uh, plan now includes hosing everybody's computer down that comes in with lysol that's the way to do it yeah there's like packs of gloves in there and just lysol so if you're if your stuff goes back smelling lemony fresh from us, that's why. Um, just smear hand sanitizer on it. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's like, like my phone. Place. I just dip it in and pull it back up. <laughs> let it air dry. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't do, please, please don't take that advice. Don't take that advice. It was okay. Um, yeah, so like I said, yeah, said this cleans my phone. Oh my goodness, Rebecca. What about you guys over there at Iron Debt? Uh, you know, what's what's what would you say is you know been the biggest change yeah i think for the most part we're actually pretty fortunate that most of us worked at least a portion of the week from home already so transitioning to a closed office wasn't very hard for us um one of the things i think both with how we communicate within each other when we're you know investigating an incident or just not we don't directly you know talk to customers but we do talk to obviously different units um so that, that kind of became a change a lot more through email, a lot more random Slack calls. Didn't really matter the day. I think kind of the days all just blended together. So uh, it really had no idea or no concept of time when we were working. Um, and, and kind of like you mentioned with, you know, like selling everybody as they came in, our new trivia gifts are now a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Actually, I mean, I know some people would be damn happy to get that toilet paper thing. We, we actually started right. supplying out of the office stash here because uh, folks were running low. Um, so that, that, and, uh, and you know, that's the one thing I haven't seen. I know about your area, but um, you know, a lot of the supply chain stuff seems to have popped back, but man, paper products is, oh, yeah. is just, it's still not there. No, that know. and like cleaning stuff. I still haven't been able to find some of yeah. that. Is is crazy. Uh, you know, just in time, I guess, right? 
about you, Ernie? Uh, what, what have you guys, uh, well, healthcare in general, you know, yeah. has become a huge target, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a, you know, when we talk about how it affects that. So I, I don't really do any of the operations part of it. So like, you know, what actually happens to the hospitals and that sort of thing, I really don't have any insight to. Um, um, from a security perspective though, um, you know, and an IT organization perspective as a whole, um, I, I, we didn't really have to change a whole lot as far as like how we do business and that sort of thing. Um, there was obviously a migration to, to a remote workforce or more of a migration to a remote workforce. Um, you know, and there's some social, you know, you just kind of have to get used to that a little bit, right? Um, I think, uh, you know, we saw, we've seen um, an increase in events and that sort of thing, um, you know, coming from external adversaries and stuff like that. I mean, obviously they're kind of hopping on the bandwagon to take care of everybody's stress levels and that sort of thing. Um, it hasn't really been anything that, that we haven't been able to cope with. Um, you know, so um, thankfully we didn't have to change our game, our run books or at, onboard any new services or products or anything like that, that, that would have required us to kind of retool our operations and our procedures and that sort of thing. That would have been a nightmare. You know, I feel for anybody that, whose business kind of, you know, totally was flipped over and now everybody's in the cloud or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, because because of the bad guys are taking advantage of all that stuff. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I think that um, that our response was, was adequate and, um, you know, we really haven't had any problems that we couldn't solve or any challenges that really posed a real big problem. Um, yeah, now a couple of the hospitals I was talking to that, that we've, provide DFIR support before said that they were seeing like a tenfold increase in the amount of external probing and, and bouncing on the outside of their network and stuff and, and systems. Is that mirror what you're seeing or? Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, that that's, I just kind of consider that a little, just a, kind of some, the noise floor, so to speak. Um, I, we have seen increased scans and that sort of thing. Um, I think the more interesting um, threats would be, uh, you know, threat actors who have kind of moved their, who are moving to take advantage of, you know, everybody's need to get PPE and, you know, um, potential other problems that people might have, um, whether it's some kind of HR thing based on, you know, maybe a riff or, or what have you. Um, those are the, the guys that are probably getting a little more traction out of all that stuff. Um, but, and there has been some increases in that, but honestly, I kind of, in some regards, I thought it would be more, you know, um, mm -hmm. but it hasn't been anything that, that we haven't been able just to, just to kind of plow through like we normally always do it. I was just thinking if I did a Walmart Charmin triple ply mm -hmm. advertising fish, that could be the answer. That's, that, that could be how I make my millions right there. That's how you do it. Yeah. That's, send out that. Angel soft email campaign there for spam. Exactly. None of that Scott's one fly there. stuff. I'm talking the good Charmin X. Ah, you're talking about yeah, the good stuff. Get, get it at one ply prices, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Brian, we had you a, go ahead. Okay. Sorry. No, I just I had a story about uh about uh you know the shift in uh remote works. Actually, we actually had a client who they had a laptop that they used on their uh on site uh, for like looking at uh, video cameras and it was a shared laptop. 
um, that people would get into. And it was fine because it was in the office and it wasn't really hooked up to the internet. Well, one of the guys decided to take it home and, you know, everyone still needs access to this laptop. So they got dangerous on their own home network and figured out how to open up a uh, mm-hmm. desktop into, uh, into this uh, device, which had, you know, was not most supposed to be online default credentials. And it took a day for someone to log into that. And it was kind of interesting, really cool. You know, we saw this weird device uh, getting logged into and, um, you know, we went back and looked at some of the, the data on it. You can see them trying to poke around the antivirus and trying to run stuff and trying to launch some things. And I was like, oh, man, you know, we, we contacted the client. They're like, oh, yeah, that guy took it home and obviously wired straight up to the Internet. So I thought that was interesting. You know, people are starting to get a little dangerous on their own. And uh, yeah, you, you well, just, someone else needs access to this. You, you so, can't leave RDP exposed for any period. Yeah, it's not interesting that, like, you know, someone's so, scanning everything. Yeah. They found his house, you know, on a scan. and. It's probably admin admin to log in, and, and there he goes. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's so not somebody actually. actively scanning, Shodan's going to hand it to him for you, and you know, oh, it's yeah. just, you know, it's it's just you're not gonna, you're not going to make it on that. Um, yeah, and this was like day two of like the the quarantine. I was like, wow, really? They must have really ramped up some external scanning, you know? Uh, no. Getting hit in the house. So we saw a bit of a of a drop kind of uh what was that sort of end of march there it's like there's there was a little period of time where we saw like a reduction in overall fishing it was almost like they retooled right like they just kind of like oh okay we got to change up all our playbooks and patterns and stuff again and then it just like surged forward but there was like a good two-week period there where it was huge dip you know just went to nothing we all thought they went home and died or something but uh, yeah yeah, I was following some. Uh, I was following some, you know, uh, advanced campaigns like Emotet and uh, all those ones, and I noticed that they, had, you know, when the, when the quarantine first started, there's a huge dip in, in uh, uh, samples found for these uh, yeah. threat actors, and I was like, oh, I guess, I guess they are uh, other things to worry about right now, also. <laughs> then I went right back up. Yeah, it's, it's I thought that was interesting. Back. The trends did dip down for a little bit. Back hard right now. Oh yeah, I've been following uh, rant, the NetWalker ransomware campaign pretty closely, and they have been ruthless. Like, you know, five, six, seven companies a, uh, just, a weekend. Just, just took a call for that right before this. Did stuff. you? Yeah, they're ruthless for right now. I've been really following them close. Yeah, um, yeah, NetWalker out there just just ripping people up. Yeah. But, uh, all right, cool. Um, all right, so let me move on to my second question here. Also, we'll, we'll never make it through all this stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, this is, I like this one. It's not my favorite one, but it's my second favorite one. All right, so um, again, we'll start with Javier on this one. But uh, what was the most unexpected, unexpected thing that happened because of the pandemic, pandemic. Um, that you guys had to deal with? Like, just never saw that, right? It was like that truck out of the dark uh, <laughs> coming. And, and then, like, how did, how did you adjust and, and handle that thing? Share, share your experience with us on that. Yeah, most unexpected, um... Well, I guess, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be transparent here. We never, so when we, you know, it was really, it was probably like late February. We told, uh, I told the whole stock that, you know, it's going to be working from home now. So everyone works from home. And, um, you know, so I, it was probably like first shift or second shift that everyone worked from home. You know, I, I started getting, uh, you know, uh, we have a whole escalation mode for our phone calls. And I kept getting a calls, and I was like, what the heck are these guys doing? They, you know, it, it's, I'm like fifth on the, the call list of someone, you know, where the, Someone calls into the sock where it goes, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, they're not in the sock. <laughs> they don't have a, they don't have their, their, you know, the phones right next to them right now." So uh, you know, I was like, "Oh no!" And now we gotta get everyone with these remote phones. So I just 
totally blew over my head. You know, that someone's gonna have to answer the phone when someone calls the sock. Uh, you know, that I quickly scramble and then my sock manager equip everybody with, uh, the, you know, soft phones. Uh, so they can answer those. Uh, another one, another one was, um, you know, we're a software company actually at heart. We make all our own software. Uh, um, uh, we didn't really have a good way to share our, our repo repositories for our remote developers. Uh, you know, everyone started working from home. They're like, wait, how do I commit this code I just made? Everyone's like, oh, <laughs> you know, so it's like, oh, I gotta get them access. You know, everyone gotta get all the developers. And the last thing I wanna do is give a developer VPN access. Sorry, other developers out there. Um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, make scramble and make some policies on them. So those are two things that kind of just blew overhead really quick. We're like, oh, you know, it's just such a drastic, hard cut over to everyone remote now. Um, you know, those those are probably the two. Ones right, there's no to, transition, right? It wasn't like a yeah. few people and then a few more. It was just a everybody out of the building. Right, we were quite prepared because we have a lot of remote sales and we have remote offices around the world. So we you know we had good infrastructure there, but you know just some of the generic office operations just didn't uh, dawn on us uh, right right then and there. Um, but I, I, well, uh, outside of that, you know, uh, we really haven't had many other um, unexpected things happen. Everyone seems to be working uh, great from home. Uh, time, time to take it. Times have been exactly the same as in the office. Maybe even better since some of the employees don't have to drive and they're happier. So. Right. Rebecca, what about you? What, what Iron Egg experience? We just didn't see it coming. Now, I know so, that you guys are one of my only clients ever that had a TTX that was actually pandemic-based. That was almost two years ago. I know, yeah. I've been telling that everybody one. that. I was like, it's crazy. They actually did this. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to the person who, you know, on our side who works on the TTXs, and I told them they have to stop doing them because a couple of them have come true now. And so it's great <laughs> that we've practiced for it, but just stop. <laughs> Um, that is funny. No, so we're actually pretty fortunate. I can't really think of anything too unexpected other than like the basic, you know, permissions issues and things like that. We've had to change a lot of things operations-wise, though, um, that I think we're, we're expected. We were just kind of were hoping to never have to, um, especially with, with the increase of VPN. So we've, uh, as a company, we've upgraded our VPN link to make it a little bit more faster. Uh, the one thing that I think is my favorite that we've implemented is a bot called Judge Dread. Uh, so when people aren't logged on to the VPN within an appropriate amount of time or when they try to install unauthorized like browser plugins, you get a Slack bot that comes out that is Judge Dread and, and tells you, you know to remove it and takes you through the steps and alerts us as well. But it, it absolutely does. And it's been hilarious just to see you know who it catches. Like the people that's that come funny. on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's been my favorite, and I think it's like a little bingo board now of, you know, who does it catch today? I used to do something similar like that uh, in a past company. We used to have uh, people that like to log in from home. They like to Linux computers and stuff to the VPN. They used to do the same. Similar action with them. Boot them off, send them an email. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my favorite was uh, the first day it went out. It obviously caught a lot of people, and the amount of people that were like, I think this is fishing. I don't think this is legitimate. We're like, no, right. you, should, you should just do what you're supposed to. You're good. Do it. <laughs> Do what the judge says. Exactly. Right. <laughs> now, this is the, the good Keith Urban Judge Dredd, not the bad Sylvester Stallone Judge Dredd, right? Of, of course. Of yeah. Course. Okay, just, just making sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't support that Sylvester Stallone one. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's a good one. So, that brings up Slack, too. So, everybody use Slack? 
We use Tunes, actually. Oh, I know, man. All in. We went all, we went all in with the poker chips and the Microsoft stuff. Oh God, what about you, Ernie? Are you Slack? Uh... No, we don't. So uh, we, we're not really in the cloud, so to speak, so much. I mean, some of the some of the stuff that we do internally or with vendors and that sort of thing is Slack based, but we're not we're not doing that. Any Slack? They're, they're, po- they're pods like based, it. right? Play no telephone. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, <laughs> I live and die on Slack. Actually, actually, one of the things we did was actually invited some of our, our key clients into our Slack channels and stuff like that, just mm-hmm. so it's easier to get in touch with them. Or yeah, for them, that's cool. For them to get in touch with us, I mean, you know, just you're right there, boom, we know mm-hmm. who you are. Yeah. All right, uh, Ern, so so what, what was the uh, what was the black bus that came out of the dark and got you? Well, I mean, I, I, you know, I certainly wasn't expecting this, right? Um, <laughs> Wait, it wasn't in your TTX? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think, I think that I think that we've you know that there were always like some kind of disaster or something like that. But I mean, for it actually to happen, and and I guess um, so, you know, we had to ramp up some capacity th- stuff and that sort of thing. But we really didn't change a whole lot other than that. Um, I, I think most of the guys on my team have really kind of adapted to it and so, that sort of thing. Um, you know, and we've got a pretty good culture. I mean, no one really gets excited if, you know, somebody's kids screaming in the background as, as an IT organization as a whole and that sort of thing. I think that, that you know, depending on your environment, uh, you know, stress there could just from not being able to isolate yourself from your family and stuff like that um, could really kind of be overwhelming and that sort of thing, but it hadn't really helped got us so much. Um, I think, one of the things that like one of the unexpected things that happened to me really was is that is the, like when we look at security threats that face us and that sort of thing a lot of times it's more internal or introspective you know like how do i combat this um you know are our controls effective across these different areas and that sort of thing um but i really wasn't planning on like having everybody's workforce you know that supports the company and and businesses that we work with and stuff like that to get pushed into this remote model to where they're struggling to adapt to the changes and that sort of thing. Right. So like it, like the recent ransomware incident with Cognizant, you know, it, it, like I'm, I'm really sensitive right now to um, supply chain problems and that sort of thing, because everybody's workforce has kind of been, you know, kicked out of their normal environment and they're more susceptible to, you know, the social engineering that all these bad guys are up to. And I think um, based on some of the, you know, if, if you follow your threat feeds and, and the news, I mean, obviously the guys, there, there may have been a, a slight lull in the beginning, um, but they're definitely ramping it back up. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're, you know, I'm, I'm looking for ways to stay ahead of that to, to get um, additional visibility into, you know, what these guys look like as they come in and help us and, as we're dealing with them through email correspondence and, and who knows what else, right. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to kind of get ahead of that a little bit. Um, The other stuff that that like I wasn't really ready for is like, so I got a new monitor and I needed to get an external webcam just for this thing. So where can you find one? I mean, there's just nothing. I ran into the same issue. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's Uh, just kind of a, it's just kind of nuts. I don't, I, but I don't think that that's really impacted us. Or, uh, I ran some Victor Cyber just to find one. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's interesting because uh, 
there's a, a at a certain level of employee or mid management above, you probably have a decent place to work at home, things like that. For the everybody else, they don't necessarily they're not necessarily set up for that, you know. And and so you, you send them home remote, uh, you know. They don't have they don't have bandwidth. They're sharing a place with three other people, and so that you know, nobody you know they have to switch off who gets to the kitchen table for for uh, you know uh, conference calls and stuff like that. Um, all the way down to I had a guy here the other day come in and, and uh, he's like, look, you know, my wife took over the you know the actual office at the house. He's like, I've been st- sitting on this stool for three weeks. Can I take my my office chair home with me? He's like, it's mm-hmm. just killing me, and I you know never even occurred to me that you know you know it's like yeah take take it all <laughs> i told my i told guys just to ransack you, you sat on a stool for three weeks that's ridiculous you know <laughs> that's ridiculous yeah, i told my guys just to ransack the office grab whatever take a picture of it send it to the, the hr sorry hr guy so everybody was taking their monitors chairs uh i think i have some whiteboard markers here <laughs> literally anything <laughs> yeah, i don't have yeah. a I did have a, uh, I don't have a printer at home, so I had to print something. So I went to the office like last week just to, to get some printed and it looked like, it literally looked like a, a scene out of The Walking Dead. There's just wires hanging everywhere. Like it was like, it was looted. <laughs> Not even knowing, it was, everyone just grabs stuff that abandoned. They're like, yeah, what is that? There's yeah. chair drag marks going out the door. <laughs> everything's coated in dust. Yeah, everything's coated in dust. I was like, yeah, literally looks like we just picked up and left and I guess that's what we do. No, but that, that's, that's really an aspect of this is, is you know, not everybody was necessarily set up with space yeah. or, or anything at, at home. To, you know, you're just like, go remote. Good luck. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. You, know, you have a good enough laptop. Yeah. That was another one. Um, I don't know if you all experienced this, but uh, I didn't think about a non-laptop sort of environment, but a lot of our larger clients that's not how they're set up, right? A, a vast majority of their users have, you know, some little small Dell, you know, Optiplex or Lenovo, you know, one of these little mini ITX sort of sort of boxes sitting on their desk and a monitor. And, you know, so you, you send them home and they're going to do what? You know, and, right. and, uh, and even worse, I heard ones that were boxing up like computers and sending them home with people. And then, of course, you know, a day later, the help desk is at 100% capacity because people yeah. are like, I don't know. I have a green cable and a blue cable. Which one are you talking about? You know, and, <laughs> they call back the website is down. You know, stuff like this. Yeah. So uh, some oddness there. All right. I thought so, that uh, crossed my mind of not having a working laptop or, or being in a desktop environment. So my mind's blown right now. <laughs> yeah, that would, right. Be the dra- that would be a drag, no doubt. Right. I, you know, yeah. for most of us, it was easy for a lot of companies. It wasn't that. And, and I think you touched on this before, Rebecca, was uh, the VPN capacity thing. Yeah. Uh, so we, we heard that from a lot of clients that like, you know, hey, we, you know, we never factored, you know, 20 percent of our workforce on the VPN was kind of where we were at. Not, you know, 90 percent of our workforce on yeah. the VPN. And uh, you know, talked to some clients just had to had to tell people, like, look, if you. If you are not these people, just don't get on. We're still paying you. We'll call you if we need something, but don't get on the VPN. It just, you know, things like that. Um, that, you know, and having to ban things like people tunneling their uh, Netflix through the VPN and, and other stuff. Uh-huh. Like that. Yeah. Yep. Causing all kinds of damage. 
Uh, all right, so coming back around to my questions here. Um, all right, so this is a slightly weird one. Still not my favorite one, but it's close. Um, so Javier, uh, what advantages have you have you discovered from the mandatory quarantine? What, what did you learn that like was unexpected? And it's like, you know, this is a way better thing now that we've done this. <laughs> you know, I noticed, you know, probably everyone else too, running a 24 seven operation. Uh, a lot of the analysts never really talk to each other. Um, you know, they've got night shift, you got day shifts and they don't really commingle too much. Um, so I've seen that, you know, now we've really driven everyone towards, you know, chatting and video chatting. Uh, you know, it's been the main way I've communicate with them and everyone else and the way my manager communicates with them. Um, and I noticed like, you know, our, our main like uh, soft chats where we kind of just talk freely has been way more active. Um, so I feel like, you know, the culture's kind of changes where like, you know, they're all talking to each other a little bit more and then they're like, oh, they're, you know, everyone responds over this chat really well and you know, they can start asking more questions and I noticed, you know, since they're kind of forced to be the communication tool that they've had a better um, communication with each other. Now, so is, there, of, is there a downside to that? Because, I mean, I've also heard people getting just like burned out because every day is the same day and people just approach you on Saturday and you're like, well, whatever, it's just going to be here anyway. So I'll work Saturday and then they, you know, contact you on Sunday and, you know, and on and on and on. So you're just on this like endless week. Right. Um, I would say there could be a downside now that, you know, yeah, everyone's like, oh, I can get to this person at any time. <laughs> um, things, but, uh, you know, I don't think, uh, uh, you know, I'm talking more commingling between the, the, the stock analysts. Right. Uh, Better know, internal think, communication. Yeah, like uh, I've seen them actually talking a lot to more. Cause we in our stock shifts, we, we keep it pretty static. Like no one really shifts around too much. Like we have like you know this is pretty much their shift, and it's always going to be their shift. You know, unless they want to change otherwise. So um, it's nice to see the it's nice to see them talking a little bit more, and, uh, or even communicate with me a little bit more. You know, sometimes they'll they'll message me. They see me on at night, and they'll be like, "Hey, I think I saw something weird. You can double check this for me." Um, right. otherwise, otherwise, you know, I have to go through the escalations, um, and you know, if it's something really minor, so that they might not feel like it's escalation where they just close it. So I'm gotcha. glad that, you know, the communication has been a lot more open. All right. Rebecca, what about you? Any, any big yeah, advantages pop up? Kind of play off, uh, what Javier said. Um, so I think our slacks in general actually have gone down a little bit. However, we stood up a discord channel. Uh, so it's almost like the side can still hang out throughout the day. Um, so we've just been communicating in just different methods a lot more. Uh, I'd say the biggest advantage would be just the flexibility. I mean, especially, you know, in the, the DMZ area, uh, just not having that commute is pretty sweet to get a couple of hours back. Um, yeah. and, and we've seen a lot of people just taking breaks throughout the day, whether it's to, to have lunch with their family or, or work out or taking more mental health breaks. And I think that's been great to really implement. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so just trying to figure out that flexibility. I know at least one thing with, with our team, we had some really big initiatives that were going on during quarantine. So we definitely had to deal with, with some burnout. So, um, well, yeah, just one of those things of noticing, all right, well, if I have these two analysts on my team that have kind of withdrawn, so I've just put them on PTO for a couple of days and, and talk to them to recharge and, and kind of get back to a normal state. That's a good point about uh being with family more, uh, you know, I have a one-year-old son at home. I've spent an immense amount of time with him, more than I ever have, you know, before. Because uh, now, you know, I'm always here, which is 
it's actually been really nice, you know, to, to see them, you know, every hour almost. Uh, mm-hmm. Communicate with them rather than being away for eight hours, come home, and that's almost bedtime. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't have kids, uh, but I'm extremely obsessed with my two-year-old lab. Uh, so oh, I do go. definitely take breaks to go throw the ball in the yard. So. Yeah. The, the dogs are winning here. The dogs are just the dogs are winning, man. That's a good call. Huh? I'm a bulldog, so she just sleeps. Whether I'm here or not, she sleeps. <laughs> what about you, Ernie? Big advantage you guys picked up on uh, during this whole thing? Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, um, I've enjoyed my my little two month into remote work and that sort of thing. Um, it took some getting used to, I mean, not having to commute. I mean, I get about an hour and a half to two hours back every day. Um, and uh, I probably turn that into more work time though, to be quite honest with you. Um, and I, I think that, you know, for the most part, a lot of the guys on my team are, are have um, reflected that where, you know, they, they like having the, uh, the flexibility to, to be at home and they're able to cope with, you know, those, the stressors and stuff like that that it brings along. Um, but yeah, to your point, like the family thing, you know, it's, um, it'd be one thing to work from home, uh, for two months and not have anybody here, but it's a totally different thing when there's five people in the house all jammed together, driving everybody crazy and stuff like that. Right. So it's just, you know, it's kind of, it's, that, that's been a lot of fun to be quite honest with you. I think that like my kids are so sick of eating hamburgers off the grill, you know, because I'm like, Whoa, you know, I can go outside and cook a hamburger. Yeah, you know, just, they're just, they're just so <laughs> tired of that, you know, um, outside of the personal stuff, I think, you know, um, I think what's kind of nice, what, what's really kind of nice and cool is it just kind of seems like um, every, everybody's just really kind of pulling together on this thing. Right. So, um, you know, and, and I really feel for the sales guys and stuff like that. I mean, can you imagine being in a sales role and having to call on people and stuff? Yeah, of course, were the first one right. to get fired at most places I was. Yeah. That's true too. Yeah. Um, but I mean, everybody's just really kind of respectful of, of the situation and everything like that. And there's more, of, it feels like there's a little more personal interaction, even when you're dealing with people outside of the company and stuff like that. And then, you know, there's really been some remarkable um, information sharing that, that typically would be intellectual property for companies where they're releasing threat intelligence and stuff like that based on COVID related threats and stuff like that to the public. You know, so like Microsoft started doing that and there's some other guys that that, that have kind of opened their stuff up a little bit or, or offered even free services to people that are trying to cope with, you know, all the change. Um, right. Microsoft I think that that's been their, really cool. Uh, what? All their COVID phishing, they dumped it all out on GitHub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, the Sentinel stuff and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, so that's you know, um, that's been that's been good, right? Uh, so that's, I mean, if there's an advantage to it, I think that you know, it's just everybody kind of coming together and helping everybody out, nice. and then you know, just being able to to get thrown together with the family and everything like that. That's why I go to the office every day. So, so I don't have to deal with any of them and there's nobody else here. So <laughs> it's it's a, it is your office, right? I, I've got a 3,600 square feet office here, and, uh, you know, three bathrooms, and kitchen. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's not like that here. You're like, I'll have, you know, people running around behind me or the cat tearing me up or, you know, whatever. Um, it's, it's always something going on. <laughs> All the bandwidth that I can want. The only downside is the phone. I still got to answer the phone. Ah, yeah, that happens. 
as we said, yeah. which I, I have a newfound appreciation for my receptionist because oh my God, the number of calls that she must handle in a day, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I'm sitting here, I can't let it ring. So, uh, nice. anyway. all right. So uh, final question, and this is my, this is my favorite. Um, going back to Javier, what does the future look like for your industry? Your company specifically i mean you know how, how long does this thing go on you know what, what does it mean to you guys right right so you know uh here at blackboard cyber you know um we're just uh uh continuing to evolve with the threat landscape pretty much you know as the the risk has changed you know for our, um, our partners and it's even changed some of the way we do stuff like um you know we you know i've been writing rules more based on um you know, uh, cases that could happen at people at home, you know, efficient documents or, you know, um, someone uh, getting in and rooting around maybe from, uh, you know, from the home into their, their devices. So even, you know, kind of writing a little bit more different rule sets based on that. Um, so, you know, just going to continue to, to advance and uh, move on. You know, luckily our developers uh, work remote. It's all fine. We're kind of lean. We've seen no productivity lost um, at all. Uh, probably, if anything, it'd be an increase um, from uh, a lot of our, um, you know, uh, software development. So, um, you know, we're saying we've been keeping down the path. The, the future looks great. Uh, I think even more after this is, I, I think there's going to be a, a big shift into a lot more acceptable remote work here. Um, we kind of proven, you know, to the company and all the employees have proven to us that uh, this is completely doable. And, um, you know, it's, it'd be nice to give the option to uh, everyone. If they like to, you know, continue doing this or maybe split things up, like, you know, if they want to do come in just for the environment to maybe do a little, you know, a couple in the office, three in the office, two at home, you know, two in the office, three at home, get, really open them up. Um, you know, yeah, to, that remote to, to work really uh, justifies that MDR solution, right? Is yeah, all your people are remote. What's what's wrong with us being remote, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, so, um, yeah, so I think the future is uh, bright, and I think for the industry, you know, we service a lot of MSP partners, um, you know, just continuing helping them understand, you know, different uh, uh, new risks that their clients are going to be coming across. You know, I talked to um, our sales VP this morning, and I asked him, I was like, are you getting any different questions? You know, are they, is anyone asking you things like, you know, how would this, um, you know, would your service help us? with a remote workforce and stuff. He says he doesn't get too many questions like that. Um, I, just don't, I don't know if it's because they're not educated or they just don't think to ask yet. Um, he said most people just share stories about COVID with them. So going right. back to Ernie's point, you know, everyone's coming together, you know, like the salespeople are just getting sharing some stories together uh, about the, the whole pandemic. Now, have you had clients push endpoint packages to home users, computers and things like this? Um, I would say yes, probably. Uh, I don't know for sure. Um, but, um, I would imagine, you know, I see, you know, you know, you know, it'd be a good stat, you know, we do, our product does network maps and it'd be interesting to see how many new network maps have been created <laughs> compared yeah. to before, you know, cause then it would be someone's home network, uh, mm -hmm. that, that's been mapped out. And, uh, that'd be kind of an interesting, uh, uh, thing, you know? If I only knew before this, I would have a cool PowerPoint slide for you guys. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I talked to several clients who that that had been their, 
their solution, especially when they realized they didn't have enough equipment to go around, yeah. is they they just started pushing their their endpoint security stack to the home users. Yeah, stuff it's like weird. that. Just going, look, you know, we can't really let you on the corporate network unless you we know what's out there. And, and, uh, right. And no, that's, that's smart. I would I would do that in my case. Luckily, I have no one. Um, I, uh, but our company is using their, their corporate stuff because it's probably a better machine than they have at home. That's, that's the way you do it. You make sure that the machine you give them is better than the one they have at home. <laughs> I don't guarantee you use that one. Um, uh, but yeah, we see, um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I don't remember. I'll, I'll remember it. I'll let someone else talk. All right. <laughs> we're tired of listening to you anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rebecca, so so again, the question is, uh, what's, what's the future look like for, for the industry? They're all kind of well, you know, different industries, but and, and then you know, IronNet specifically, yeah. So, I'll just start with IronNet specifically because it's, it's easier. Uh, so we are moving primarily just remote moving forward. Um, and so I, I think this is nothing giving us a really good test run of how it's going to look and how the future is going to look. Um, even a lot of organizations that I have talked to, even when they're allowing people to come back in the office, it's very tiered. Uh, system. So, um, you know, one person per office. And so you're going to have offices at a capacity of 30% filled. So realistically, I don't think anybody's going back to, to full-time in office anytime soon. And I actually really encourage, again, the flexibility of, of remote work. Um, with Ironet as a company, not just our soft, I'm actually very optimistic about the future with us. I think with having everybody being remote, it, it's putting cybersecurity and threat sharing a little bit more in the forefront. Um, so it's something that really interested with Iron Defense because our whole purpose is the idea of threat sharing to, you know, for correlation within our Iron Dome. So I'm, I'm definitely optimistic about using some of the use cases that we've had uh, throughout this period to, to build out into our industry and just to see how many tools are kind of built from this time period moving forward in general. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder if that's some some of what you're saying, Ernie. There, just people willing to cooperate a bit more. Um, you know, some of the threat groups, uh, you know, cooperating that normally wouldn't have worked together. Things like that. You, you could be right. I mean, it could really spur that kind of. You know, hacking is bad in any form, and and we all we're all better if we're protected from it, sort of thing. Right. It'll either do that, or as soon as we get back in, we'll forget about everybody else again. So <laughs> that, that is pretty much what we do. I focus on me. Um, yeah. But, uh, all right, Ernie, what about you? Because you, you're you're square and center of healthcare. There, what's? Uh, yeah. I mean, so like the future for the industry and companies like this far above my pay grade. I, I heard it was like three, like three. Yeah, yeah no. You're on the fast track. So I don't know. You know, health healthcare. I don't. I don't really. I don't know that I really have any insight into that sort of thing. I mean, I'm not. I don't. I'm not really overly worried about the future, so to speak. Um, but some of the points you guys were making about, you know, like remote work and how you guys are moving to a more remote workforce and that sort of thing. I think that, um, you know, as as like a hiring manager and stuff like that, that you know, everybody's now going to get to deal with, um, with that, so to speak. Where either you're totally, you know, if, if you're all on board with the remote work and that sort of thing, you're going to have a much larger pool probably of, of candidates. And then if you're, you know, if you're 
going to be an on-prem only kind of thing, well, chances are now you're you're going to get to compete with everybody else, regardless yeah. of where they're at, right? So I think it's from an from an from a human resource perspective and stuff like that, it's really kind of flattened. We'll see what happens with it, right? Because um, it could be that you know, I mean, for the most part, I think everybody on the calls had hasn't been really you know negatively affected um, by their workforce, you know, being able to execute their mission and stuff like that. But you know, it could be that everything just fell apart for somebody else. They're like, well, no, we're never going to do this remote thing again. Um, and, uh, well, guess what? You know, your, your talent pool is going to be greatly reduced because other people that are in your geographical area and stuff like that now are going to get to, to look at jobs that say remote all the time available. Um, and that sort of thing. So, you know, for me, um, I don't know that's a problem or anything like that really, but, but I just think that, you know, how we do things, um, not just information security, but as a whole, are going to look a little bit different when it comes to that perspective. You know, and then the other thing is, I don't, I don't know that, like, um, I think everybody's trying to gear up and get back into how things normally were, you know, but like, I'm not sure what's going to happen this fall, right? I mean, mm -hmm. so, you know, a lot of people have family and, and kids that they have to take care of. And, you know, there's no such thing as daycare when all this stuff's going on. And, homeschooling and, and stuff like that. I think that, you know, there's no telling what will happen with all that. But, you know, my reflection on that is that, you know, our management and that sort of thing is doing the right thing. And they're going to take care of, of everybody that's working for them and that sort of thing. And um, I think that our response to that is so far has been great. Um, and then we'll continue to do that to support everybody that, that, uh, that works. Or like that. So, I think it's probably definitely changed that upper management view that you know of people working from home are screwing off, right? So, yeah, everybody's doing it now. All right, I have a secret fifth question that I didn't tell you guys about. I hide this one. It wouldn't be any fun if I did it straight up. Um, so, how long is it before you feel comfortable again being in a room of fifty people? <laughs> That's a good uh, question. I throw this out there every week and I get exactly the same response from all the faces. Everybody goes, 50, you say. Uh, do I know that? Right, uh, <laughs> how big is the room? Can we appropriately yeah. social distance within that room? I'll, I'll do it for I'll do it for 100 bucks. Five <laughs> <laughs> years sold out cheap. Uh, yeah, sold out cheap. Yeah. Will we get a sale? <laughs> right, yeah. Is there candy? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, especially a lot of these conventions uh, being uh, postponed. I heard one. I heard one's going to try to do. I can't remember which one it was. Going to try to actually do a. It's on track. I think it's for October. Still on track to uh, do a, an in person. So I was like, good, good luck. I, I question what's going to happen in the next ten days after the Memorial Day weekend and some of the, the various uh, beach and boardwalk scenes that I saw. I, I feel like we're going to have a, a bit of a spike here. That's. Uh, not uh, not great for everybody, although uh, although there's there's whole rural areas of the country that are practically a hundred percent unaffected. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know? like North North Pennsylvania, yeah, parts of West Virginia. Uh, you know, yeah, exactly. Where they just they're like COVID, what? Like yeah, nobody, I mean, no, no one comes here. here yeah, you know? No one comes here. No one leaves here. They're, they've been quarantined for life. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no change. You know, which I think you know contributes to some people's frustration, right? Is is you know if if there's no cases and there's not expected to be any case, you know, why should we be doing any of this this silliness uh, or what what seems silly to them? All righty. Uh, so, so anybody want to uh, give me a hard fast date when they're good with that 50, 50 room people? No way. Oh. Uh, I'd, I'd, probably, yeah. I'd probably be okay with it by the end of the year. End of the year. Yeah, I'll pick something. I'll pick a uh, I'll pick uh, November 27th. November 27th. Okay. Uh, hold me to everyone, come mark your calendars. Hold me to it. And then get 49 people for me. Uh, 49 of the walking dead just throw them in yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, that's uh yeah, yeah um, was hoping to, to be in a big group this summer but especially if we don't know you know if a second wave is actually going to happen or not i mean yeah that's the biggest thing with with everything with code is there's still so many unknowns or things that we think we know turns out that it isn't right. that case so, but, so. last week cdc puts out something and it's you know doesn't live on surfaces. This morning I see it lives on surfaces again. Like, oh, what did I touch? Yeah. Did I touch? It's, right. it's like it's like those uh those studies they always do. Like coffee's good for you, coffee's bad for you, coffee's yeah. good for you. You know, um, yeah, it's, it's all a bit up in the air. All right, well, I appreciate all of you uh, agreeing to do this with me. It's this sort of silliness. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I may call on you again in the future for for various mixes and matches with with other groups of people. Uh, but thanks so much for being here. Uh, there are no home editions or episodes or gifts that I will send you. So don't look for anything in the mail. Um, and what else do we got going on? Oh, uh, next week, next week, episode four. I don't, I don't even know. I don't know. It's all the same days to me now. We are doing, uh, oh, next week is the Wild Bunch. All right. Hey, I'm going to tell you who it is, this, this group. I'm not even going to get to ask questions next week. It's just going to be Brian comes on, and then these guys just start arguing. So, all right. Thank you all so much. Thanks, Brian. Good meeting you. Bye-bye. That was nice to Hey, this is Thor. Thanks for listening to the Cyberry Podcast, and make sure to check back next Wednesday for our newest episode.